0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. the sounds of Wally Jones on his piano, and we're here today in his charming South Bethlehem home in order to hear about the man that makes this beautiful music. I have just known him over the years through the telephone (laughs) because he has put together some incredibly large concerts that we'd cover, all for fundraising. It seems to me... Music and faith are at the heart of who he is. So, Wally, thank you for joining us.
1: Uh, my pleasure. I love it.
0: <laughs> and I just hope we can kind of walk through your life to see sure. how you got to where you are now. Can you just tell me a little about your
1: your youth, your boyhood? Your Well, my beginnings began with hard to believe. I couldn't make this up in a book if I wanted to. But I grew up in Gallupville mm-hmm. at the age of five. But before that, my mother was left on a doorstep, and there was her first name on her sweater, Margaret, no last name, so she didn't know where she came from, and she was a baby left on a doorstep in Schenectady at the nurse's, at a nurse's home, and the nurse gave her last name Bowman, so my mother didn't know anybody on her side, and then when my mother had me... And my sister, my mother developed TV, and I went in the Albany Home for Children, and I was there from the age, of, from the time I was a baby till I was five years old. And foster parents took me to live with them in Gallupville, in a beautiful Victorian house across from the corner store. And I went to school, Harry School, spent all my years, early years in Gallupville, on my bicycle that had a flat tire, so I kept putting air in it, and I loved it because. I had a beautiful life in Gallupville, great neighborhood, great friends, a beautiful school in Schoharie, and my little town of Gallupville was my world, and that's how I started. And how did music come into this? (laughs) Music was in my life before I even knew what music was, because God works in mysterious ways. When I was taken out of the Albany Home for Children at the age of five, my foster parents- Lula and Claude Sherman, lived in Gallupville, bought this Victorian house, and the piano was a player piano that played roles, came with the house. Because back in those days in the 1950s and the early 40s, you didn't just get things because you wanted them. So the piano was there, and I immediately was drawn to the piano. But I couldn't play, and I didn't know what I was playing. I would just copy things on the radio. And I was born before there was TV. So anyway, uh, my mother so finally you were said self-taught? to me. You, so, in the, beginning, in the beginning, I was self taught. You would just hear something on the radio and you would know I how would to. I would copy play it. That. I would copy what was on
0: there. Oh, my goodness. So, that really was a
1: gift you had inside you. It was a drawing yeah. that, grew, that yeah. grew ever so much later on. That my foster mother, who was a teacher, said to me, which she thought it was a passing fad maybe, and she finally says, I can't take it anymore. You've got to have lessons. Mm-hmm. From there, scholarships, awards, and etc. So,
0: and tell me about the other thread that seems so dominant in your life: your faith. How
1: how did you become such a religious person? Okay, uh, uh, I I don't know if I'm religious, but uh, spiritually, spiritually okay. filled. I mean, we all have different terminology. Yeah. Uh, when as we grow, life is what makes you stronger, and hardship. A lot of hardship. We all have hardships that we go through. Makes you a better person. Okay. And I've had a lot of losses like everybody has. And uh, this has made me closer to God. Also question things. Want to be a better person. And also, instead of getting angry, I had two choices. Sit home, feel sorry for myself. I had lost my wife. I had lost all my pets. And I had two choices when I retired. I'd worked 35 years in the state. And I said, I can either sit home and have a pity party, which I loved because it took no training. It was simple. Or I could go out and touch other people's lives. So I thought I want, through music, want to go out to the shut-ins, the nursing homes, anybody that would have me. And uh, so I prayed about it. I said to the Lord, I said, I don't know where to go, and I said, who needs me? Following day, Clarksville Church calls up, we need an organist.
2: (laughs) Really? The very next day? The very
1: next day. Oh my goodness. So why did I take so many months and (laughs) years before I prayed about that? (laughs) And uh, from Clarksville, word spread, and now today I play 20 times a month, and I play uh, at two churches, I'm organist, so I play three times on Sundays there. But I'm at the nursing homes, people that are shut in some wheelchairs, 80 wheelchairs at a time, waving with one hand. I wave with one hand, play with the other. Oh, my And I goodness. bring them in. It's not so much about the music with me, although things happen to me when I'm playing. I'm not me anymore. The Holy Spirit fills me. <clears throat> when I play, I pray, and I'm actually giving a message. So I'm not doing a concert. If you want a concert and be entertained, turn on the TV. If you want to be moved and never be the same person again, you're not safe around the Wally music from 500 (laughs) miles away, guaranteed. Well, you mentioned
0: just in that, um, in passing, your wife, and I know how important she was to
1: you. Tell us a little about how you met and who she was. Tita uh, was my life for 30 years. After
0: our interview, Wally called me to tell a wonderful story of having a, presaged way of knowing Tita long before he was an adult and fell in love with her. So here's Wally to tell that story.
2: Oh, this is really something you could never you never make this up. When I lived in Gallupville back in the early 50s, TV had just come out and there was only two channels we could get. So on Friday night, we love to watch Teenage Barn on Channel 6. Channel 6 is one of the only stations we could get. So my foster mother loved it because there was this little girl around 16 years old who had a big voice like Brenda Lee, but she sang opera. So I would sit on the floor at the age of nine. She was around 16 years old. And she would every Friday be on Teenage Barnes singing this beautiful opera and a big voice, and she was only a tiny person with a gown that was stiff, and she was all dressed to the nines, singing beautifully, this Italian girl. Little did I know, my mom, my foster mother said, isn't she beautiful? And listen to her voice. And little would I know, coming <laughs> some odd years later, I would meet her and marry her, and we had 30 years together. So I found that I was actually looking into seeing my future uh future stride, and never knew it. Then I proposed to her at Lake George at the Moonlight uh Moonlight Cruise on Lake George. And then the the boat, the ship had a big on it, did rumble roll and announced our engagement over Lake George at the Moonlight Cruise. And that's the end of that.
0: Well, my goodness, that is a wonderful, almost a fairy tale story, and you really did live happily ever after.
1: When I worked in the state department of motor vehicles I worked there for 35 years. My wife was an opera singer, <clears throat> spoke six languages, like, spoke six languages, and she was an artist too in oils and pastels which are throughout my home.
0: Yes, I just let me interrupt you here <laughs> to describe to our listeners the we're in um, Wally's music room and it's dominated of course by his piano, but the walls uh, have paintings there's a cat, a huge portrait really it's a portrait of mm-hmm. a cat there looks to be an egyptian queen maybe mm-hmm. um just um all uh, original artwork by your wife
1: just so, beautiful yeah. and and again uh she was not only in, uh, so for two people to, uh, to marry <clears throat> and uh, be artistic is a wonderful thing <clears throat> so what happened is uh Tita studied opera in New York, made it to the Metropolitan Opera, won a Fulbright scholarship to Rome, Italy, and she studied at St. Cecilia's Rome. So I'm in the motor vehicles working, and Tita's father took sick in Unionville. They lived in Unionville. They used to have uh, their own apartment building they owned on Hamilton Street in Albany. Then they tore all the buildings down to build a South Mall. That forced her father to buy land in Unionville and build their own home. So when Tita came back home, her mother said, "Well, you... Uh, her father died. She came home for her father. He passed away. And the mother says, well, you can't go back to Italy anymore. you got to stay here and drive me to work because I don't drive. So Tita got a job in the state because uh, the, of the mother. Mm-hmm. Well, Tita ended up in DMV as a private secretary, and she wanted to start a choral society. If so you want to know how we met, she wanted a DMV choral society for the lighting of the Christmas tree and also spring concert in the Egg well, you don't go to the motor vehicle thing. <laughs> you go there to work. But my wife got what she wanted four foot ten, and she had a lot of power. And she was also a drive type, you know. What Tita wanted, she got. And she knew what she wanted me, and I'm going, I'm going for it. <clears throat> So she needed a piano player. She had everything, the chorus and everything. They said in the stage sh- she could form the group as long as we did it on our own time, during lunchtime. And we did that. She needed the piano player. I went up to her. She looked at me with all her beautiful makeup and looked at me like Elizabeth Taylor would look. And she says, you'll do. And I <laughs> thought, well, I like you too. <laughs> and we married within that year. Oh, I proposed to gosh. her on the Moonlight Cruise at the Lake George uh, uh, Moonlight Cruise boat. Oh, ride. how romantic. And, uh, yeah, that's how that happened. Oh, but, my and gosh. And then we merged, and uh, it wasn't easy at first because you're two people getting married later. It was her first marriage, mine, and uh, but two artistic people meeting together, and uh, she would lift me up spiritually. I helped bring her to the Lord, and it didn't happen overnight. She, in turn, became a stronger k- Christian for me. And uh, she would say, where's your faith? But we lifted each other up. We inspired each other. We had a lot to talk about. So when we would go out to a restaurant to eat, the waitress would say, I can tell you two aren't married. You're talking to each other all the time. I said, I got, yes, we are married. I got more to talk to her to her now than I did 20 years ago. But Tita was a fantastic, wonderful person. I, I miss her, but I know where she is, so I'm going to see her again. She was in heaven. She accepted the Lord as a spirit-filled Christian born again and became my rock. So she would lift me. I would inspire her. And music filled the house here. Art filled the house. I can so see the art we, is still
0: here and yeah. the music's still here. So now here. that
1: I don't have Tita, I don't have my six cats, and uh, uh, life goes on so since The last two years of Tita's life, she passed away with COPD, with a breathing problem. And uh, I was her caretaker, so I couldn't leave the house to do anything except, and she was on oxygen full time. So after that, it was almost like God intervened, seated, or Tita wanted to go, was ready to go, Mm -hmm. because all of a sudden, doors opened. Nobody knew I played. All of a sudden, uh, (laughs) Clarksville church wanted me there and people called and now I play 20 times and it's like Tita's in heaven saying you go for it because I'm retired but doing what I love yeah touching lives making a difference and I've raised twenty thousand dollars in total for charity for the food pantry for the uh, flood victims of Irene that money all went to Livingstonville uh-huh. And that was Chris's church, Chris Allen, that you know, right. your friend. Yes. And uh, that's also the Westerlo Reformed Church where I play every Sunday morning. Tomorrow morning, I'll be there again from 9 to 10. Then Clarksville from 11 to 12. Then Good Samaritan. And I play there every Sunday at Good Samaritan Nursing Home yeah. in, in Delmar Mar for uh, all my friends there. Well, tell yeah, me I about... Interrupt. I'm sorry. I just want to adjust the mic so that you don't have to lean over while I... Oh me? Yeah. Oh I what can come mind? up closer. Well no, I think it's just the angle. Would you mind <sighs> Melissa just holding the base of the stand so I can you. Okay. So you don't you know you don't have to Good. lean in and it's pointed at your mouth. Okay, Okay.
0: so, you can go ahead. Okay. so um, I wanted to ask about how you got into organizing these huge concerts and to tell us not just about the organizational aspect, but what happens when these very diverse groups of musicians get together for these causes.
1: This is what I wanted to do. Number one, I never looked to do a benefit. i got enough work to do. I don't want to look for work. So... When I do do something, it's got to be for a worthwhile cause. Mm -hmm. If I don't believe in it, I'm not going to do it. You have to believe in what you're doing. Number three, when I bring musicians together, I don't want them to be great and wonderful because that's not good enough. I want them to be great, wonderful, and nice people. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't want somebody with an attitude who can sing every note perfect and they're wonderful because that's not good enough for me. I want them to be like, I want them to be without the attitude, loving, caring. And this is what I've got, 50 people that love each other. And the, uh, I have the Accordion Squeeze Play Band. You've probably heard of them. They're with me.
0: Yeah, tell us about some yes. of the musicians that you have okay. for the upcoming yes, yes.
1: Michelle Sensi is my violinist, and she's a sweetheart. She's only 30 years old, and she teaches, and she's... going to play in my group. I have the Squeeze Play Accordion Band of 12 people with their own drum set. I have the Green Island Tabernacle African Black Group that's going to be with me, gospel singers, Mm -hmm. and they are spirit-filled strong, and they're going to be doing their own things with their own keyboard player and drums. And I also have the Swahili singers that needed an interpreter. So... For me to get them on my program, I had to talk and have an interpreter because they all live in Albany, but they speak Swahili and they're prayer warriors. So, what does using- that mean?
0: Prayer warrior. Prayer warrior
1: is like everybody prays and you pray to the Lord. A prayer warrior is somebody they refer to who gets rolls up their elbow sleeves spiritually, mm-hmm. gets down and into the nitty grit and you pray maybe a little bit more and more fervently. And uh, in other words, you want something done. You ask them to pray for it. Not that the Lord doesn't hear everybody, but prayer warriors are more intense. Mm-hmm. And they're referred to as she or he is a prayer warrior. So this group,
0: you had to get an interpreter that spoke Swahili in order to communicate with Between them. Between me and them. And then when they sing, do they sing in Swahili? Oh, the
1: whole thing. The oh, whole thing. And there's 20 of them, and the women wear uh, tribal gowns from Haiti from their uh, from from their their country of africa i'm sorry from africa swahili and they, they all these tribal uh, beautiful puffy hats and mm-hmm. and then they dance after they're, when they're singing when they're done singing they dance actually it's jumping they believe using their whole body to praise the lord it's what the swahili uh, culture has always done and they'll they'll jump and praise the lord and the drums go and it's just it's a beautiful thing to watch and then i have my bagpipe player john gallagher who comes all the way from catskill hudson and he plays amazing grace at the end walking up the aisle in his full dress of kilt i have my guitar player dick brumley and he he's wonderful i have janet Stasio, who's an opera singer to die for she's got a voice that you will pass out From here, you could hear her in Schenectady with no microphone. And she's wonderful, loving, caring. And she knew my wife Tita when they were in their 20s, for goodness sakes. Oh my gosh. And then, and here's how I meet some of the people I meet them at Senior Chorus in Del Mar. I joined the Senior Chorus to meet people years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't need to meet people anymore because I'm out there playing 20 times a month. But uh, so when I hear a voice that I like, I go, oh, I've got to have that person. And then I, So I, I've got everybody who's different. No two people are alike. And I've got Isabel. She's an alto. Alice Parker is the kill for. She sings Behold a Man. You'll never have a dry eye after that. Seeing Christ on the cross when he says it is finished and she does Behold the Man with, with Michelle on the violin, Wally on the piano. I'm not even safe. I'm there crying. So, <laughs> is it hard uh, to play yeah. through tears? Well, I don't play. People say, do your hands get tired, Wally? I say, no because I play from my gut, from my inside. I seriously do. Okay, this is not a Chopin concert or Mozart. It's it's from my heart. And so it's my mind and my concentration and my soul that I'm pouring out on the keyboard, piano or organ, I play both. And so... That okay, part. so
0: I'm going to interrupt
1: yes, here yes. because
0: this is a perfect segue into having you turn on your bench <laughs> yes. and play yes, some yes. of that soul for our listeners. Please, I'm
1: so happy to do it.
2: Okay.
1: Right now, what I want to do is just two things for you. I want to do. Um, let me let me uh, let me do. Uh, uh, all creatures of our God and King. And then I want to go Wally type. Well, these are Wally notes, okay? Wally's version. I don't do things that they're written exactly. And this is the Holy Spirit leading me. Then I want to end up with it as well with my soul. First of all, I want to do it as well as my soul. I want to end with In the Garden. my final how great they are With a hallelujah square, the streets are paved in gold. When we all get up to a hallelujah square, no blind man, the lame will walk. Everybody healed.
0: I just <laughs> am without words. I just so our listeners know, Thank Wally you. did this without looking at a single sheet of music, it oh. all just flowed from you. You said earlier <laughs> that you feel like this. Could you describe what's going through your mind? And
1: the Holy yourself Spirit is- totally takes over my body, my soul, and the Holy Spirit takes over me. I have no idea at all if anybody's in the room listening. If everybody walked out, I wouldn't know till I was done. I become this other person. The Holy Spirit takes over, and He witnesses to me through music. And I'm so happy that so many, many people have told me it touches their lives. And they all get a different view and a different uh, from all the cities, all of the towns that I play at, rather, and in Albany too. That I'm touching people's lives. I don't even know who they are. I haven't met them yet, but they will come up and tell me. There's so many. So it's the Holy Spirit that takes over my music, my playing. So it becomes more than just music. It becomes more than just a concert. It becomes more than just notes.
0: Well, has that been true your whole life when you were a little boy? Yes. And you first sat down at that I think,
1: player piano? I think it's and- because I grew up with hurt. When you don't have your own mother and father, especially back then, people didn't get a divorce. Yeah. And when you don't have parents and your your foster parents have a different last name than you, you think you've done something wrong when you don't have your parents. And my mother wasn't a at TB, and she was in the institution in Schenectady for six years. She lived there, TB. That's why my father didn't want us alone. Uh, You you feel hurt. You feel alone. And uh, in a way, it makes you stronger. It draws draws you spiritually closer to the Lord. But you want to let this out. You want to release it. But you also want to bring other people closer. You want to do something for people. So you get past yourself. And you don't want to just do pretty notes. I hope they sound pretty, but it's not about that. I want to get real, and hit people in my concert at All Saints they see a thousand people we 're going to have a thousand people i 'm going to reach people I 'll never meet, and if they go home feeling better, i 've done something, and when I play every week several times for all the nursing homes i 'm touching people 's flies, then I'm never going to get out again, and all I care about is they know me now <laughs> while he 's here, while he's here. well i'm making a difference, and it fills my life too because I'm using the gift that was given to me.
0: Well, it's a beautiful gift, and you put it to really, really good use. How When you go to sit and play for a group like Good Samaritan, do you, like, arrange ahead what you're going to be playing? Never. Or how, how Never.
1: All that... impromptu. Nothing's ever, nothing's ever arranged, except when I'm doing a benefit concert, then we have to have things. But when I'm playing, whenever I go to all the nursing homes and all the places... It's all impromptu, because if it's set and it's if it's programmed, or uh, it, it's not the same. So, I mean, everybody has most musicians plan most of them. That makes me different than most. Yeah. That sets me apart. Uh, so that's what I do. That's what I do. I I just uh, I might start off with what a friend we have in Jesus. Then I might start off with Amazing Grace. But I'm going to kind of feel them out, or I'm going to see that maybe they want to live. <laughs> with the flow and i don't want them down too much so i gotta lift people up yeah well your and, expression was very
0: different as you played that song Yeah, you know yes, so yes, it, it you can feel it your does. face changing it's a ministry
1: and it's a ministry yes, well there it was is a, a tear running
0: down your cheek yeah. earlier and it just seems like it's also well i get emotional your,
1: because it touches but, me because i'm also preaching to me i'm <laughs> i'm howling at me through my music really and uh uh, so I'm not entertaining at all. It goes way past that. It goes way past that. Do you that. get this
0: exhausted? Do never, get, no? never,
1: never, never. I've been asked to play. I play at the American Legion, too. Mm-hmm. And they get in the garden. I, I play at the American Legion. I play gospel and as well as show tunes and things. Uh, I've been asked to play for three hours straight, no intermission. And I, they told me I can take a break. But I said, no, once I start, I'm going to keep going because that's what makes it different. But uh, it all means something. It's all very important to me.
0: Yeah, well um, I just wanted also Just so our listeners know When the upcoming concerts are There are two yes. that I know about One yes. is to raise funds for the Clarksville Church room yes. and, and the other is for Haiti So yes. if just give us kind of the times and places oh, Yes I will, it.
1: I'm happy to do that And it, they've asked me to do this I never knock on the door and say Can I do a concert, please I never knock on the door, can I do a benefit I've been asked by the Clarksville Church If I would do a concert there To raise uh, money toward raising the money for for a roof, and that'll be September 10th. They're both on a Sunday, they're both on uh, uh, so this is going to be September 10th on Sunday at four in the afternoon at the Clarksville Reformed Church or the Clarksville Community Church, they call it. And uh, that's uh, going to be four to six, and refreshments after the concert is free free will offering toward raising money for putting out a new roof at that church. The very next week, the following Sunday, the 17th of September, again at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Cathedral of All Saints, which is the eighth largest cathedral in the nation, and seats a 1,000 people, they are have a mission for Haiti, and they are building a school in Haiti. This will be my second school that I built in Haiti. I've already done two concerts for Haiti at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church 2014-2016 in Delmar. I raised $11,000 between those two concerts for that school. Now they want another Wally school. It isn't a Wally school, but I'm having fun saying that. It's going to be another school in Haiti. They flew the priest over here so I could meet the priest, and they had a potluck dinner. Tell us, tell us from, about that. Yes. I got a phone call from the people from all Saints saying wally uh father dareville is coming over from it's all french over there coming from haiti and he's the one who's in charge of uh, preaching at the schools it's an episcopal school and he's the one who's uh, uh we're building the schools for and they have no electricity in haiti so he goes to certain times to certain parts of haiti to he's got three churches he wants a third one built And he goes according to how the sun is. But they had a potluck dinner in Delmar, asked if I would please come. They'd be honored. And uh, not to bring anything, because I'm already doing enough, they said. And meet Father Darable. So what was he like? Oh, he's wonderful. He's a tiny person. And he's very, very serious and dedicated on... Uh, building the schools, which also becomes not only a church, but a school, all the same building they use as a church and a school for the kids. Started with 10 children. They have 150 now. And uh, and he's very, very serious and committed. He's committed on riding his bicycle because the roads are so bad you can't even use a car. So he rides his bicycle from school to school, and he's committed on seeing these children have a decent school and not have to go to a shack. Mm-hmm. And so they have, and he didn't even know I was doing this concert. So they told him, they just flew him over here. They told him all about that after he got here. By the way, the three or four people that live in Del Mar and at, and at All Saints in Albany, the four of them as a team have been over to Haiti four times to actually watch the school being built and actually see where the money is going to that Wally and is that what
0: got you interested in Haiti? I mean, because you knew people that were going there and working? No, you
1: know? no. Once the Lord got the news out to everybody that uh, I was available to play, then uh, all saints, uh, I'm sorry, uh, St. Stephen's and Delmar, I used to be their assistant organist before I got so busy playing everywhere. And I would do weddings or funerals, and I would play their 8 o'clock mass in mm-hmm. Delmar, St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in Delmar. Mm-hmm. Uh so they already knew me. Plus, I play at Del Mar Place, too, for the Episcopal Service for St. Stephen's. And uh, so they already know me. I see. And so they'll, then, they, but they all said, when they want to do a benefit concert, they love, oh, I said to all saints, why would you have me in Albany playing? Nobody knows me in Albany. And they said, number one, we came to your concert at St. Stephen's in Del Mar, which is their sister church. And we love that. We were impressed. But also, we love your enthusiasm. And I like to go big. Think big. I either go for the moon and get everything, get everyone or don't go big or and bust. Go go big or don't go at all. So that's what I like to do.
0: And so is this an Episcopal priest that came? Is it an yes, Episcopal He's Episcopal. School? He's see.
1: Episcopal. Uh, all Saints is the mother church of Saint Stevens. They're both Episcopal. The priest is Episcopal. Is is a mission for the, uh, the it's Episcopal Church. Uh and, and he's building a school. So Saint Stevens has uh Father Darville, Uh Saint Stephen's has a mission for Haiti. All Saints has a mission for Haiti, so they're combining together, and they both have asked me to come now. And if so, I've already done Saint Stephen's, So All Saints has asked me, but they're together and on the same priest, same Haiti for the same cause, and. Uh, so, I get all my people together to volunteer their time. The ages in my concert are 16 years old to 85. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only 75 going on 13, but it works for me. Yeah. Well, so who's in the
0: audience? Who should come to hear this?
1: Everybody. Anybody. And I'm going to tell you this concert isn't a quiet and sit still. They're going to be dancing in the aisles. Yes, yes we've run pictures yes, in yes. our yes. paper. Come as you are. Come as you are. You're going to be dancing in the aisles. And it's a celebration it's a celebration and i mean you're going to have so and drums. i got three bands hello i've got 50 people in my group i need them to tell me what's going on even though they're calling me master of ceremonies producer director and it's a fun thing and it's for a good cause but it's party time but also for a good cause it's to lift lives and make a difference i want to do this little amazing grace i'm feeling it.
0: okay I well we. we will sign off with that what a great way to end <laughs>